Hey, everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, Venom clings to the number one spot. And sadly, Ryan Gosling took one giant leap to third place. We'll break all that down and more next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody, welcome to Box Office Breakdown. This, of course, is a show where we look back at the box office that was... And then we like to prognosticate about the box office that lie ahead. I'm Frank Brand. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. Hey there, I'm Carrie Lane. And of course, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. <clears throat> Subscribe to the YouTube channel, and we're gonna have the chat up and running. Uh, I know Carrie's I have it here, eagerly yeah. looking at it right yes. now. Excited to hear all your thoughts and opinions. Oh, so yeah. jump in there. But Carrie. If they're watching this after we stream live, what can they do? Oh, you all can comment down below. Oh, fantastic. And, uh, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel while you're there. Give it a thumbs up or two or three or four. Oh, we can reach better. Yes. Yes. However you may like. All right. So we will uh, jump right into it there. Our top five. Look at this. Uh, This week, Venom, uh, once again, stuck around, which just increases the odds of us seeing a Venom 2, which makes me sad. What? Well, we talked about it. We didn't get to hear your opinion. Well, yeah. briefly, that it uh, 35.7 for this week. I, yeah, I saw it, and I didn't hate the movie, but it's just a dumb movie. And the only thing that excited me was at the very end when you see the, uh, the, the extended clip from Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. That, was, that excited me way more than anything I saw in the film. Uh, Tom Hardy committed, but man, yeah, he's just on a different page than everybody else. Michelle Williams, underused. The, the fact that they made all the symbiotes the same color, so the big climatic battle mm-hmm. scene, you're watching like it is hard to tell, two lumps yeah. just doing their own thing. And uh, Tom Hardy, <laughs> just I, I love that scene where he's like, yeah, man, I need to get in this lobster tank. This is what I need oh, to do right now. Oh, okay. That was, that was a good scene. <laughs> no, that was very like, oh, he's committed. Uh, and it, I think just ultimately <laughs> it's because I love Spider-Man so much yeah. that, and I feel like Venom is such a part of the Spider-Man mythos that to take Venom out of the Spider-Man universe and not have any kind of affiliation whatsoever with him. For me, just like, why do I care about this character? And I know he's Because he's own... so cool. He's not cool. It made us, well, we were talking about how much yeah. it made us like Venom as a character because we're like, oh, we don't know this character that much. And it's like, oh, I like him. Yeah, but there are like plot hole things. Like, so like he goes to the doctor to go get uh, this uh, EKG or yeah. whatever. Yeah, And, uh, or did that, uh, yeah. did he go to body scan or whatever? Yeah, and CT. That, yeah, he, uh, MRI, thank you. Yeah, we were going to say three-letter doctor things until we nail it. Cat scan. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that his heart is being uh, is being destroyed, and of course the symbiote says, and I said, "Oh, I can fix it." But that's never dwelled, never brought up again. So never... it's not possible. So that means that he it fixed is. it. <clears throat> it is exactly right. Yeah. Yep. But the idea is that if it's a perfect connection, that means that it everything's fine. But if this thing is still deteriorating its heart, <clears throat> why do we never bring that up? And Eddie Brock I... is all cool about like, well, yeah, I guess we're together again. I know you're killing me, but. I guess we're together. Cool. But I mean, he can't be slowly killing him forever because then yeah. they would both die. Maybe and it's the then, beginning yeah. where they're, you know, it's figuring it out. It's and then it's like, then we're good. Yeah. Well, cool. Glad we found that out in the course of the film. <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we did. Just yeah. that. No, no, none of us did. Yeah, huh? <laughs> well, none of us did. Wasn't a problem for us. Uh, it was a dumb problem. Well, as you can tell, we liked it. Yeah. There you go. It was surprisingly not that bad. Well, uh, oh, no, <laughs> that put that on the poster. No, I yeah. was really worried. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was really, really worried that this was going to be really bad, only because of what people were saying, even just a few days before I saw it. And then, I mean, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, eh, I don't want to see it. And then it happened. I was like, hey. Well, 
as it was going on, and then I was laughing. You say you're into Spider-Man, but we have someone chiming in from the chat now. <laughs> um, Ed go. Mad Jack says, no, Venom is what keeps Eddie alive in the comics. So it's okay if he's, like, killing him, but that's what's keeping him alive. Well, because it's a symbiotic relationship. Yes. And we saw that many times with yeah. our healing yeah. broken bones. But the idea that the scientist says at the beginning is that you're looking for this ideal, uh, compatible match. Yeah. And everything that goes in sync. And so then if the body's deteriorating in any way, shape, or form, then that makes me think it's not a, it's not a complete match. No, like, I get it. But, came out. but, like, no. But regardless, it, I, <laughs> it I wish It was I, so fun. Calm down. It's not a fun movie. Yes, I it wish, was. It was pretty good. I didn't have the ire that I had for this, like, say, for Batman versus Superman or okay. the animated film Batman uh, and Harley Quinn. That's a horrible garbage movie. But uh, this was just like, all right. Okay. But I have no interest in seeing a sequel. But I'm sure when it comes out, as it soon will, and we'll see Woody Harrelson in that ridiculous red wig. Oh, We did all agree that that was pretty bad. And Michelle Williams' wig was bad, too. She's just underused. and just She could have done more, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, not mm-hmm. great. But we will see what happens in Venom 2. That makes me sad because that's only going to give Sony uh, license to say like, yeah, let's get that, let's get that Morbius, let's get that, uh, let's get that Craven the Hunter movie going. Yeah, Ugh, you man. know, I mean, like, here's the thing. Even worst case scenario, they're not as fantastic as you would like these movies to be. More people are being exposed to these characters that wouldn't have been otherwise. Mm-hmm. Mm, great. <laughs> I think that's a great thing. I think it's great. Yeah. There you go. All right. What worries me is that uh, I mean, the writer for Craven's last, uh, yeah. the Craven film, is saying that they want to adapt Craven's Last Stand, uh, which is a great story, but uh, it doesn't necessitate uh, necessitate the need of Spider Man. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how Sony and Marvel work out that arrangement. If they mm-hmm. want to tell that story, are they going to be able to use Tom Holland? Yeah. Because otherwise, that story would be you can't really do that story without Spider Man involved. But I also feel like that's, that film is really built up on the history of Spider-Man and Craven interacting and being opponents for years and years and years. And then you can tell that story because there's mm. a lot more depth and meaning. To just do it as a one-off film, I don't know. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Coming to number two. <laughs> I will, it's, I, I'm, I'm sure it'll be bad. Uh, a Star is Born. Uh, I came in for its second week. Another $28 yeah. million. Dollars. Did you see that? I've not had a chance to see that. <gasps> what? There you go. Oh, okay. I've been a little busy. Yeah. Will yeah. you be watching it? Like, I would like to this? check it out. Though. I mean, I've heard that it's uh, it's not it's not too bad, or it's not too bad. Okay. Right. I like the inconsistencies of how much yeah. it's sad, and then other people. You were saying you didn't cry. I didn't cry, but I loved it. Okay. But I think a huge part of that was my love for Lady Gaga, and just sure, like she's fantastic. I love her. Well, how much of that <clears> is also <throat> for your inability to cry? You know. I think I think that has to do something with it. I have no soul, so you're just maybe. like Frank. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, I know you lo- you lost your tear ducts in a tragic yeah. accident. It was uh, called Life Itself. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. They just like, oh, all right. I'm stop. Sorry. What a shame that stop we didn't stop it. <laughs> Whatever. Yes, I think you were the only person that saw it that weekend. <laughs> The only person? Is that what you said? I'm yeah. choking because that is just atrocious. <laughs> All right. Yep, so was that film. Oh. You're Coming in at number three, uh, <clears throat> one of our two new entries to the top five. First Man with Ryan Gosling from Universal. Uh, felt like it didn't quite do as people had hoped it well. It uh, came in at $16.5 million. Was also the subject, I believe, of last week's box office bet. <clears throat> yes. I think I was on the lower end. You know, Anthony said he did 25 Oh, right. I was low. Then who? Oh, I most definitely did not win. You were high, right? I'm pretty sure I was. Okay. And then... Or really I think low. I was in the middle. Yeah. I was like, it's one I of think, those. I'm pretty sure I lost. There you go. All okay. right. What, what was your bet? 
You know, I can't remember. We don't yeah. want to worry about numbers. I can't or remember, specific. but I know I'm pretty sure I lost, which All is right. fine because I already saw it. And did you enjoy it? And I did. I really enjoyed okay. it. I so I personally have never been to the moon, so okay. it felt like I was there. It was so cool. I saw it in IMAX. Yeah, just IMAX. So yeah, I'm choking. I'm not. But even But how much that I, was? <laughs> how much my movie touched you? Is that what you're talking about? Sure. Okay, it's just, cool. Since we started, it's just been like a slow thing. I do like that, that you so bravely <laughs> confessed that you were one of the few people that have never been to the moon. Thank you for taking yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? I think someone had like to that. do that, so yeah. yes. I took one for the team. But yeah, no, it was really good. I had a friend suggest, like, if you can afford it, get the 4DX kind of, like, experience of it. Like, the chairs that... Mm. I saw the one of the Star Trek movies like that, and that was actually really fun because it does feel like you're in outer space because it'll be, like, bumpy. You know, as the ship's doing something, and then it, like, stops. And I'm like, yeah, that would be pretty fun to see it for certain kind of movies where you get to really feel the experience of outer space or something. Like, yeah, I might catch it later. I don't know. It's a movie that I'm like, you haven't seen sure. It? Yeah, it's not. It's neutral interest of, like, I'm not, ooh, no, I don't <laughs> want to see it, but I'm not, like, Super excited. Do space movies in general excite you, like Apollo 13? Or I liked Apollo 13, and HBO I had mentioned, well, I had mentioned last time, oh, actually, you can answer that, because I was kind of mm-hmm. curious. Um, with Hidden Figures, it's interesting with this movie, I'm like, are those people present? Because that was the whole point of that movie, that those people existed, and from the trailer, every person's white, pretty much. So, you know, it touches on a certain part, a certain perspective of things, so, no. Okay. But I think I saw, it was like a first look. I think they showed like two minutes of the movie mm-hmm. and something else that I saw, I don't remember. And it showed a scene where it's literally like it's, they're blasting off into space. And that's what first like, oh, wow. You know, it first interests me to watch a first man, mm-hmm. the first man. Because before then it was kind of like you. I was like, okay, cool. Like Ryan Gosling, Claire Foy, space. Um, but after seeing that, I was like, wow, these there are certain moments in the film where why what? I would have liked that if that would have been the actual in the as the title billing in the film. <laughs> Ryan Gosling, Claire Foy, space. <laughs> yeah, Whoa, all I right. Mean, yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> totally. Kind of it. Uh, but no, it's so much more than that because there okay. are moments where you're literally like, uh, I feel like I'm in there, and mm-hmm. it's just I. I mean, in school they didn't go through everything, you know, with. Us, at least in Texas, we didn't go through, like, this is everything that happened leading yeah. up, you know, to the first man on the moon. It's just like, and then this happened, whoop de doo So it was nice to get that backstory. It was way more exciting than than I thought, you know. It's well, just a lot. But I also feel like that's always a problem with history classes in high school. Yeah. Uh, is that the, the present day, the more current to our lifetime, keeps getting shorter. and They, they, they get less and less <laughs> covered. They spend so much yeah. time in the you know the the Revolutionary War or oh, I know. the Civil I War that. or whatnot. But by the time you get anything from like nineteen after World War II up to present, I feel like it just gets crammed because you're at the end of the year. You're like, all right, we're just going to cover all this stuff really quick, and then that's it. Yeah, which was a bummer because that was my favorite part because I actually understood like kind of where America was, so things just got easier. But then it was just like, here you go, two weeks of school, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're here today. And like, <laughs> well, what? Okay. Yep. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number four, Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween. I did see that. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Did you see Goosebumps? Uh, the first one, yeah. Um, I Did you say the amount yet? Uh, it is coming in at $16.2 million. People like to know. That's right. Um, yes, I saw the first one. I 
think the first one touched upon being a little more scary. And this one is more family friendly. And not to say that is less dull or entertaining, but it's not. It's a Halloween focused movie, but it's not scary really at all. They don't go for that way. Um, There is humor in it. I feel they could have punched up the humor a little bit more um, because there were the moments that were funny, but uh, it felt like you can have a little bit more since they're not going the scarier route. Because the first one, I think, had a darker tone to it, a little more mysterious, and this one was a little more just fun. Um, it was very entertaining, and they R.L. Stein's character is in it just like a little bit because that was something that was interesting we talked about on Horror Movie News, also on Popcorn Talk Network. Um, that With the news on that is Jack Black wasn't really announced as being in the movie till like really shortly before it came out. I was like, wow, that's that's weird. I think he would really push it, but his character's in it more like towards the end because the idea is these kids solving the problem on their own. And um, Slappy is the main bad guy. And they do a lot of fun stuff with him. And I think the best moments that were kind of creepy that I liked is where it's the puppet actually like moving little gestures but when he walks, it kind of kills it. Kind of like with Happy Time, where it's like, when he walks, that just kind of kills it. Though with Happy Time, I did like how they showed you how they walk. But with this one, it felt too CGI when he walked, and that just kind of took you out of it. But when he's, you know, just, like, waist up, like, at a bed, and he turns his head to, like, look at somebody. You're, you're, <laughs> she's already like, Ugh. But that was really effective, I felt. And that, like, kind of added the creepiness that should be there being a Halloween thing. So it was very fun if you like Halloween. There's a really cool part. I don't want to spoil how it happens. But, like, the idea is he's bringing Halloween things and items to life. And at a Halloween display, stuff comes to life. And it was like, oh, that's a good visual way to represent that so yeah if you want to be in the halloween mood i i think it's a good one maybe more of a matinee one or family if you have like younger people with you like maybe not quite you know saturday date night movie exactly no might be a little subpar if you're going in for like super (laughs) scary or whatever and then also the two boys that are in it uh also came on horror movie news as a thing as well so then i was curious to see it oh look at that does Jack Black play the same character in the first film, too? Yeah, he plays R.L. Stein. And actually, side note, which is really funny, if you actually have read Goosebumps books and had seen R.L. Stein's image, he is in the movie. He has a cameo. He, like, presents an award. Oh. And I was like, that's actually R.L. Stein, but I bet nobody's going to know that. <laughs> um, also, this one's a little bit less of, like, the stories coming to life, because the first one was a little bit more of, like, you go, oh, yeah, I remember that book, that book, that book. This one has some of it, but it's less about that. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Uh, coming to number five, running out their top five for the week. Uh, Smallfoot from Warner Brothers, $9.3 million. I have not seen that. Mm-hmm. Anybody else that have braved, braved the uh, box office, the theaters, to go see this? I didn't see this no? one. I saw a different one that, unfortunately, didn't make it to the top. Which oh, was? Oh, what is... And? Bad Times at the El Royale. Yes. All right. That was a disappointment. That was our third one for the new ones. Uh, it's a shame. I saw it as well, too. Yeah. What did you think? Well, wait. When you say disappointment, like, because it didn't make it to the top five, or disappointment because you felt disappointed? No, I, I comparing it to Cabin in the Woods, I think yeah. if I had to choose the, those two films, I would pick Cabin in the Woods over Bad Times at the El Royale. Mm. And Bad Times at the El Royale isn't, it's It's fine. I, I had a good time watching it. Was it was so far for what you expected. It is long, but uh, it just, it's it's like almost there. It's like just like so close to being like a movie that I really enjoy. Mm. But it, it, as it is, I was just like, all right, it's fine. Hmm, fair enough. Well, so here's the thing. I remember watching the trailer for it maybe once. And then I realized when the movie was starting that I didn't remember anything from the trailer because it was so long ago. 
So I was like, wow, I really don't know what this movie's about. Mm. All I heard that it was, you know, is that it was good. So, um, yeah, when, I don't know, maybe 15, 10, 10 minutes in, you're like, oh, okay. Um, I feel like Cabin in the Woods and Bad Times are kind of like apples and pears. Not apples and oranges, because that's okay. completely different. But like pears. Similar. You know? so, yeah, like quite? cousins. So. Yeah. I loved it. Okay. I loved it. I thought it was really good. It would surprise me. Some, I mean, Dakota Johnson surprised me, too. I'm not a huge fan of hers because of what we've seen, unfortunately. <laughs> I like your reaction. Those listening yeah. on iTunes, you should come watch YouTube. <laughs> Frank's facial reaction. All right. Yeah. You, uh, well, anyway, I thought she did a really good job. I thought she was underserved. Underserved. But yes. that she did really well with what she was given. She, I guess she did the best she could with what she had. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. What about um, Chris Hemsworth? Uh, now let's talk like, about Chris Hemsworth's abs. Those okay, are like, phenomenal. Good for him. Good for him. But like his role in it was so different for me. Again, I recommend watching it without knowing what it's about. And even saying like, oh, Cabin in the Woods. But like still, you're like, what? Um, for sure. Because I was like, dang, dude. No, there's a lot of movies crazy. that I feel are even better. The less you know, the better your yeah. experience is. Like I was recommending a couple movies to a friend and I'm like, I'm not going to tell you anything. Just know that I really like this one. You should watch it because yeah. you already have your preconceived notions when you mm-hmm. think you know what it's about. There's, I, I feel like, I don't know if you two agree, but when you watch a trailer yeah. and the way it's cut and the music choices that they make in there give you a certain feeling that you, mm-hmm. that you that this feeling, that at least the trailer invokes, that you hope when you see the full film, you're going to get that same feeling from. Yeah. I feel like when I saw the trailer for Bad Times at the El Royale, I came away with like, yes, this mm-hmm. looks awesome. It was a good trailer. And I never quite got to that point watching the full film. Which well, is, I, I feel you on that. That was me for um, Hellfest of like, oh, this trailer looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And I felt the movie subpar delivered like, oh, you could have been so much better. Yeah. So that's the worst is not like a movie that you go, oh, this is bad. But when you go, oh, you had potential. Like if you had done just a couple things differently, it could have been even better. And then you're just disappointed. You're like, oh. Well, I mean, so there's this movie, and I, this is how not amazing the trailer was, but it's with um, Clint Eastwood. And it's, I mean. Grand Torino. <laughs> it's a new one. It's a new one that's coming out. And he basically starts and he finds uh, weed or coke, okay, some kind of drug in the back of his truck. And then, like, you know, stuff spirals, whatever. And the trailer is so forgettable and so bad that literally. I don't want to watch it. So I think it's almost better to have it the other way where you're like, yeah, yeah, because then that helps the box office numbers as opposed to like a sucky trailer for a really good movie. Well, we're assuming it's a really good movie. I have no idea. Well, this is true. Yeah. I hope it would be good. Actually, real quick, because it was the trailer right before the movie started. Speaking of trailers, A Dog's Way Home, so same kind of people as A oh, Dog's yeah. Purpose. I was bawling my eyes out the whole trailer. And then I'm like, this sucks to watch right before this fun, like, kids movie. And I'm like, <laughs> I had not, my first dog go missing. So that gives context. Oh, and then the, yeah. the trailer tells you the whole thing. And I'm like, well, I guess that's good because then I don't have that anxiety of, like, do you get the dog back? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, well, mine didn't come back. So, like, oh. this movie, it's interesting how trailers can be so <laughs> effective or not. Because same thing, Dog's Purpose. I was, like, bawling my ass out on that trailer, too. Oh. And, yeah, right? And dream. so it's the same yeah. one. Like, same people. But yeah. it's Dog is Missing and trailer will tell you everything else. <laughs> um, thank you, John Forsythe. The movie with Clint Eastwood is called The Mule. Mm. Yeah. 
All right. Let me know what you guys think when you when you watch that lovely trailer. Okay. Uh, before we move on to talking about international numbers, real quick, yeah. any any other films anyone has seen? Um, I was like, wait, I felt like I did, but no. Okay. Small. Well, nope. All right. Well, I've been doing my no, yes. Hey, <laughs> just her Halloween thirty days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's sometimes you did it's... like Halloween four, three or four the other day. Um. Well, all of them. Well, I'm making my way through it. What um, was the last one you just watched then? Well, I started watching The Curse of Michael Myers okay. today. And when I say I started, I mean like the first like five minutes because I realized I had to watch something else first. Sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've been watching, I mean, last week and I think we talked about, you know, mm-hmm. Prom Night and other ones. Um, but, yeah, I've been making my way through the Halloween franchise. Um, Favorite I one seen... so far? What? Favorite one so far? <clears throat> Well, I love the first one, and then I guess I would say the second one, and then the fourth one, and the fifth one. The third one is weird. But yeah, I, I had only seen the first one before yeah. this month. I mean, yeah, so all the other ones are like for the first time. And freaking Danielle Harris, as Jamie, the little girl. Uh, yeah? Mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. She's fantastic! How come no one said she's so good? I'm very passionate about this right now. No, that's great. She's it, fantastic. I no, that was a good character. But what happened? What they do with that character later on in the franchise? Well, the Oof. way the curse of Michael Myers start, I'm started. I was just I'm furious. So I'm glad I didn't have to finish it today. But yeah, yeah, fourth movie and then the fifth one, so good, so good. And I know there's the is it the producers cut, directors cut. I can't remember for Curse of Michael Myers that is available too as well. That. Uh, has some things different than the hmm, theatrical uh, cut that I haven't had a chance to to watch. But I, so who knows if it would make me enjoy the movie better? I don't know if it would. Yeah. but I've always been curious to at least check it out a little bit. What's been fun too is I do it on on my Insta stories where I put polls. Yeah, your like, thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even also like the slidey thing where you can yeah. say like how much you like it, and. I feel like I have a lot of like different opinions from most people because a lot of people didn't like the fourth one. Or, yeah, the fourth or the fifth, but they really liked the third one. I'm like, the third one sucked for me. Well, I mean, it's a completely change of pace. I mean, the idea is that they're going to try to do once a year kind of just its own kind of, you know, anthology type of film. Mm -hmm. And that would be where the series would continue. But uh, since the third one wasn't as well received, then they kind of steered back to, hey, let's get that Michael Myers money going. Mm -hmm. But I think people, and I haven't seen it in a long time either. So I would like to go back and watch it because people do look back on it now and think that it is... A good film. Well, um, that franchise, they just had the Halloween 40 anniversary convention mm-hmm. thing, so. That's true. It is a popular franchise. Very much so. Which and we'll be talking about the new one shortly. Yay! That's right. Yes, I've seen that. So. Stop. I can't. I did see it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'll I'm so excited. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, uh, international numbers, guys. Uh, yes. Venom didn't just do well domestically. It also did well internationally. It uh, topped the charts again with $105.4 million, including $69.7 million at the International Box Office. Uh, the Tom Hardy film has lifted its global total to $378.1 million, and after uh, 12 days overseas, $235.5 million. Uh, yeah, it's number one in 54 markets, so look at that. Uh, it's down 45, 47% versus last weekend. And it's tracking 32% above Ant-Man and the Wasp and 12% over Doctor Strange hmm. for the same group of markets. Hmm. Interesting. Stars Born saw a drop of just 14% since it took the stage last weekend. Uh, it's a $20.2 million uh, in 65 markets, lifts the offshore total to $41.2 million. 
And First Man uh, came in at 8.6 million in 22 markets. So uh, of those, only the UK, Australia, and Spain are the majors, with the rest of the international rolling out this month and next. Uh, it's They feel like perhaps it's being hindered by its two-hour and 21-minute running time, but it should see some traction through the award season with uh, uh, nods towards Ryan Gosling, Claire hmm. Foy, and some technical achievements as well. Mm. And the house with the clock in its walls crossed $100 million worldwide. And uh, and Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation, still, still wow. going strong. Uh, $350 million internationally for a $517 million global total. Yay. Yikes. There you go. So, folks, uh, first man, subject to last week's box office bet, but we keep on doing it every single week because we, we loved the, that high-stakes gambling for box <laughs> office totals. Uh, and this film, this week we've got one film, and I feel I'll say if you love horror films, probably the only film that you're worried about this month at all, and that's Halloween, the uh, the 40th uh, anniversary of Michael Myers' return to Haydenfield. Dun, dun, dun. That'll be our coming out from Universal, 3,700 screens. Uh, I did get a chance to see this movie. It's, uh, it, it, I, you know, it was good, and I, I have some quibbles with the ending. So Okay. There you go. But otherwise, it was fun to watch a movie that kind of just give you that... That uh, that feeling that you want when you watch a good horror movie, where you just kind of feel say, is it scary, like, yeah. Um, it just kind of gives you that 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 tension throughout okay, the film, which good. is great. And that's yeah, I feel like yeah, you wanted you want the you want that feeling of tension throughout the film. Beyond Edge, All yeah. Right. So I did like that. I just yeah, we'll talk about more about the ending later on. Later, yeah. And you know, I think it all comes down to how you like your storytelling versus the uh, horror movie genre. How you oh, like that? Mm-hmm. I think that comes down, and I feel like I I lean more towards the storytelling. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the, the conventions of the genre. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, not that it's super horror, but uh, Goosebumps 2, there's no, nothing special at the very end or anything like that. I say no. to the credits, I'm well, just kidding. You know, maybe. Yeah. Because, you know, horror movies always seem to have something later. But no. No, this is, uh, feel free to leave the theater. After nothing at the, the end? Yeah, okay. when the credits start rolling, you can just it's mosey done. on out. There we go. We should maybe mention that sometimes if they're... We, yeah. Well, we tell people to stay because there's some movies where we're like, why are people leaving? Like yeah. Venom, people Amateurs. were leaving in that That's theater. Okay. I'm like, what are you doing? I can understand why because it's a, it's a bad movie. Uh, but but you, but you were robbing yourself of a chance to, uh. lift in a, to leave in a great mood because oh, that okay. Into the Spider-Verse clip is great. And that just that little bit alone got me like excited when I was leaving the theater. Well, also, fair enough, John <laughs> Forth's in the chat says, quibbles with the ending of a horror film? What are the odds? Good point. I feel those endings can be like, either you like it, but most horror films have that open ending? Question mark? Yeah. And you're just like, oh. Well, because sometimes it feels... Um, not like the, the director or filmmakers made a commitment to the ending. It just feels like, well, we're going to let you decide. And I feel sometimes that's lazy of them making it. I'm like, no, no, you made this movie. I want to know what you thought. Mm-hmm. And then I can adjust how I feel on it, too. I don't necessarily like, oh, I want to know. Amy, what did you think of that ending? This is how I felt. Like, it's, it depends how it's done. Sometimes it's done really well. I can't think of any that I really like that way. But <laughs> most of the time it just feels like, well, eh, lack uh, of effort. If we're talking about Halloween films, let's just dive into. Oh, you haven't seen Halloween H two O. No, but so, it's going to happen this week. Well, do you, all right. I'm, That's okay. It's right? okay. All right. It's okay. I Carrie. I I'll just focus this towards Carrie. Amy, okay. we pretend that you're here. If you want to listen, I haven't, you can I haven't seen it yet. But um, you haven't seen Halloween H two O. But if I do, it'll be a long time. So go for it. It's okay. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, of course, we know that was like, uh, celebrating the twentieth anniversary of the film. Yeah. And they go back to bringing Jamie Lee Curtis's character into the film. Yeah. And uh, at the end, there is a definitive ending. Boom. Loved it. I loved how that definitive ending. 
And then, you know, the film does well. And then they go, well, you know what? Let's do another film. And then they've got to back themselves out of that oh. really definitive ending. And it's just so ham-fisted. You're like, really? That happened? That's how we get mm. it to where we're at now? So, uh, disappointing. But that was a film that, and I know some people aren't the biggest fans of Halloween H2O, but I just loved it that it just gave you a conclusive ending to what happens between yeah. Harry Strode and Michael Myers. Now, <laughs> someone's like, yeah, good point. Spoilers for a 20-year-old movie. Yes, yes, yes. but still. Um, uh, with Halloween... Oh, how do you feel essentially where they're like, we're going to ignore every other movie after mm-hmm. that first one. How do you feel about that when you watched it? Because I know some people are like, wait, th- but what about the other ones? Is it, no, 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 we're only pretending that first one exists and none of the other ones ever happened. I'm fine with that. I mean, I feel like that's not a huge leap <laughs> okay. to take if you're, I mean, especially if you're a genre fan, probably you're going to be a sci-fi genre fan as well, too. I feel like there's at least some crossover. So, sure. I mean, they did that with Star Wars. At least it wasn't in terms of televised or films but more just with novels and an expanded universe that they did separately of films and Lucasfilm mm. said like nope all those years that we did all that that doesn't count what really counts is now Force Awakens Okay, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of re- you know letting go of everything that you've ever read uh, or played or anything like that is, is now a new continuity I was cool with that new continuity so I uh, yeah okay. because I felt like it, sadly the because we already had like the Rob Zombie versions yeah. in between, so that kind of already kind of said, "Well, we've already rebooted this once, yeah." So if we're going to go back sure. for a third reboot, we can just already we've already shown that we're not uh, afraid to wipe away everything that's existed before. Gotcha. And I felt like by the turn of the time you get to the Chris and Michael Myers, what would seem like an intriguing plot had just spiraled so out of out of control. Like the filmmakers didn't have a good grasp on it that you get what is what you'll see by the end of the Chris and Michael Myers. You're like. Well, heck, even 10 minutes in, I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) Yeah, that, where it goes, you're like, oh, really? Okay. So I'm fine with them taking a jump. Uh, (laughs) Let's pretend those didn't happen. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Uh, It would be, because I I feel like, and they have to go back to one as opposed to two, because I think two is when they introduce the idea of possibly a sibling relationship. Yes. So Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that's something that they wanted to get away from. Yeah. Yeah. And just be like this. It's so much later that I think it's like, sure, why not? Yeah. I think most people that aren't really you know, too big a fan of the, you know, franchise or, like, don't want to, like, dedicate millions of hours. It's not millions. That's an exaggeration. But, you know, if they don't want to do that, they'll most likely just watch the first one. So it's like, watch the first one, bam, now you're here. Do you like the idea Um, that they are siblings or do would you rather have it uh, be closer to what random? Yeah, it's just a a shapeless figure of violence that just by happenstance takes a... Both work. Like, that's one where if the filmmaker picked one, I'd be okay with either answer. Like, sure. Um, based on Star Trek, kind of. Michael uh, Jaycock in the chat says Halloween multiverse. There, yeah, <laughs> yes, there you go. I like that. Infinite Michaels about right. yeah. and infinite combinations. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that may, that may, that works. Uh, so that'll be the film that's going to be the subject of our box office bet. So start chiming away in the chat about what you. Well, there's actually no, nothing to chime away in the chat because that's the only film we're doing. <laughs> yeah, on. no Pretty choices. Well. Huh? That was it. So you, you can just sit back and enjoy. The, the betting process as it goes along. Maybe Make your own feel, bets. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before we do that and talk about next week's top five, we will do a little box office rewind about uh, <laughs> somebody that's going to be in a film that's coming out this week. And if you're talking about Halloween, who else can you talk about than Michael Myers? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, Jamie Lee Curtis herself. So we'll do a little box office rewind of Jamie Lee Curtis's top five films. And speaking of her top five, number five is Halloween H2O. Came out back in yeah, 98. Uh, $16 million when it first came out. Nice. 
Not and bad. it's got LL that's Cool right. J. Yeah. LL, you know, if you want to see LL Cool J in a film. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He plays <laughs> a security guard. That's great. Josh I remember Hartman. like when that came out and how I, it's one of those like very aware of it just never sat down. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it. Because also I had only, I think I've only seen the first Halloween movie. Yeah. It's, uh, there, there are touches to what they do with that character uh, that they really kind of accentuate in this one. So, mm. yeah, there's some kind of, uh, at least some some familiar touchstones in both films. Mm. How they treat uh, Carrie Strode. Mm-hmm. Coming to number four, Christmas with the Cranks. Uh, 2004, <laughs> $21.5 million. Uh, I, That was kind of painful, as I recall. I yeah. I can't remember if I've seen this movie. I think I did, and yeah, it was kind of painful. Yeah, it's, it's painful. Trying too hard. Yeah, it's painful. It's forgettable. Too, yeah. Though. So, but like... But it's one of those where you're like, okay, I've made my way through all of my, you know, normal movies I would watch during the holiday season. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I forgot about this one. It's been a while. Eh, why not? Like, yeah. Watch it. it yeah. And then you remember at the end, like, oh, yeah, it is as terrible as I thought. Oh, yeah. 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 And then you wait a few years and then you forget if you've seen it. It's yep. just like a yep. circle. All right. Yeah. Uh, wherever <laughs> people try me a lot of movies that she's done, this is a list of top box office numbers. Because people are like, wait, what about this one and this one? I'm like... Apparently, those did not make the box office numbers. Yeah, unless no. they're on the list. Yes. Uh, top box office opening. We, yes. We're talking about just merely her opening weekends. Uh, coming in number th- uh, three, mm-hmm. Freaky Friday. Yes. There you go. The original yeah. and this one were both cute. Like it was a good update. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the Kripke. <laughs> um, it was a good way to update it because it was, you know, that one was, some of the movies it's fine to remake it because there are more present day stuff they can address. Like, I don't remember specifically what it was, but it didn't feel like, oh, we've already seen this. Mm -hmm. I remember watching the one with Jodie Foster Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. in school, and I was like, wait, what? Because they they told us in school, we're going to watch Freaky Friday, so all of us freaked out, and they're like, no, the original one. We're like, wait, what? (laughs) And then they played it, and some people just didn't know who Jodie Foster was, Mm. but I did, because my mom raised me well. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it's different. Yeah. Um, But just a little quick story with this. Um, At San Diego Comic-Con, I was able to interview Jamie Lee Curtis on a Friday. Get her, girl. On a Friday. Thank you. On a Friday. And she had that panel for Halloween. And so... We literally only had, like, one question with her. But she came over to me, and I was like, wow, what a freaking Friday it is. And she was like, oh, wait, it is. It is Friday. And then she told someone else. And then she went onto the panel. She, was, she like, named that day Freaky Friday. Aww. At San Diego Comic-Con. I was like, because of you. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. I really thought it was going to be that you had swapped bodies momentarily. Actually, yeah. we did. Wow. Yeah. Jamie, how are you? Well, it was momentarily. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been right. a few months now. Yeah, it's not quite Comic Con anymore. Yeah. Uh, that made 22. Though they had re registration the other day. Sorry. I'm like, whew. they had returning registration on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is Sorry. nuts because that's like, wait, we just got back. I know. We're Oof. in October. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, coming in number two, True Lies from Fox back in 1994, $25.8 million its opening weekend. A lot of people are chiming in with that one. I enjoyed that. That was a good, a good one. one. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was another one where the trailer gets you set a certain mood for that. Remember? Uh, it's watched... more goofy than trailer. Or I don't recall. No, there's, I... a, there's a, there's a, a baseline that kicks in during an action sequence in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Now you're just like, oh, yeah, this is going to be an awesome <laughs> movie. And then did you what? feel... It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's a fun one. Yeah. It's a good action 80s movie. Yeah. I didn't mind seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, back in more of his... Oh, wait. Uh, 90s. 90s? Yeah, 90s. 94. 94. It feels dated. 
There's always talk Those about... Those high-waisted panties she has for that strip scene. Oh, <laughs> Very true. dated. True. All right. Yep. <laughs> but uh, that was funny of her, like... Like, that one was a funny... I think that scene stands out for some people, too, because it was also not very, like, what she normally does. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and Arnold... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a film that, a series that's always been talked about, like, hey, uh, we should do a sequel to that. Mm. And it always been kind of just kind of percolating, like, but nope. it never happened. Mm. Would it be called False Lies? Then, because oh. True Lies. Doesn't Thank that you. make it the truth? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. There you go. Deep thoughts Deep here. Yeah, or false truths. False truths. Flip mm-hmm. it. This is this is getting deep, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> Love it. Uh, coming in number one, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. That's your favorite movie. 2008, $29.3 million. I, I take great pride in saying that I've never seen any of the Beverly Hills Chihuahuas <laughs> films. Films? Yeah. There's yes, they have, they have yes, a few. They have multiple films. I think I saw part of it. And I love I love dogs. So <laughs> they were that talking, was like right? the yeah that was kind of like the big time of like moving the mouth for the dog talking. I'm like I watched Homer Bound. We can talk, do it like it's in their head and they can psychically talk to each other. Moving the mouth just looks like because <laughs> uh. well, it's just like we we've had this discussion on here of just when you know a movie's fake, but when they do something in it that we know for real world and then they do it wrong, you're just like. But that takes you out of it. So it's like, we know dogs' mouths don't do that. So well, it's true. It could be when we're not looking. You know. But, you know, it's like <laughs> the classic coffee cup when they have nothing in it. And you're just like, mm, but that's not how that moves. <laughs> now, uh, Jungle Book, the animated one, or the, uh, the live yes, action one. Yes, um, that one did it better. Because I think this maybe they've also gotten better on how they do the effects of it. Because I think back when... Where, yeah, oh, eight, yeah, like ten years ago, it was just really corny, you know. But Jungle Book, it felt like a little more, more grounded. Well, I'm eager to hear what you think of Lion King. Mm. I'm curious. There you go. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're getting down to the end of the show, so we're just going to do our top five for next week. Of course, Halloween, the 2018 version, oh, being probably the only would one be number one. In. 3,700 screens. Yep. Anybody not see that as number one? And during Halloween season, I'd be disappointed in the audiences on, of the youth. I'd be like, come on. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do we all just see Halloween number one and everything just drops down a notch? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'd like a little boost in bad times. Goosebumps, I could maybe see go up just because it's getting close to Halloween and like it's the alternative for a family to go watch something. Could you see that uh, leaping over first man? Maybe. Yeah. Just because, like, seasonal movies generally yeah. do well if they actually come out in that season. Like, Nutcracker, I'm actually really excited for it. That trailer looks... Like, that's one that I'm like, oh, that trailer looks exciting because I do like the Nutcracker story. And um, you are so making a face. Um, <laughs> what, did you ever too. see the cartoon Nutcracker Prince? I did not. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this one is like, I want to know where they go with it. Anyway, it comes out November 2nd, I think. And I'm like, oh, that should come out closer to Christmas time. It's yeah. not even, or at least after Thanksgiving. Like, it feels too soon. Like, Smallfoot was the other one that I, I felt too soon. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. I will go and say that uh, Goosebumps and First Man will swap spots. So I, I think, think you're right on that one. First Man will be rocking that top five spot, bottom five spot. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to do our box office bet. Uh, usually we have you folks, as we mentioned earlier, bet in the, uh, vote in the chat room about the film that we're going to bet on. But as there's only one release this week that we're going to be focusing on, Halloween. We're going to mm. be uh, just focusing on that. And uh, again, 3,700 screens, the return of Michael Myers. 
Uh, we're rewinding back to uh, a new continuity that spins out of the first Halloween film. Judy Greer joining as well. Oh my gosh, I love her. There you go. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, all right, everybody going to get their uh, the toes I in? Don't... Let's see. Uh, I feel like, you know, now I'm just playing with house money since I've seen this film already. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm going to go. All right. I've definitely heard more positive comments on it. Like most people are like, or solid. That was the word. They're like, it's a solid. solid film, which is almost a polite way to be like, it's not bad. I feel like solid because I even mentioned that too is a solid film. That I feel like it, it, there's good parts, but that you might have like a couple quibbles. Okay, that's how I would describe yep. it as well. Quibbles. Uh, John in the chat says sixty five million. Mm. Michael says thirty two. That's a big difference. It, it is. is. <laughs> Okay. All right, well, Carrie Lane, where do you fall um, in that gap? I'm actually in the middle. I said 48. Oh, Carrie, 45, 48, excuse me, with the opening gambit. Ooh. Amy? I think. Ah, don't change it. Yeah, uh, uh, Anthony actually oh. just texted us right oh, now right. Oh, the yeah. same exact number that I have. Oh, <gasps> which is? Wow. 67. Wow. wow. All right. Oh, that was trippy. And I did 45. Okay. Whoa. So, so you're the bottom. I am the bottom. There. I guess uh, there you go. I guess we uh, all know what Le- I think of this <laughs> uh, Levy's Peak says 40, so even less. Oh, oh. And Jonathan <laughs> says 55. I mean, it would be. So we all feel it's going to do pretty well, but yes. at least above 30. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see because yeah. I, mean, I think you want this film to do well, but yeah. when it does well, that means, hey, let's do another one. That's true. And then that's going to just, uh, I then have to run mm-hmm. head to head with, uh, head against uh, my quibbles that I have at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that more once more people have seen this film. Oh, Until gosh. then, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, give it a thumbs up or two or three or four, however many you can while you're there. Reach. And thanks everybody for hopping in the chat. We couldn't do the show without you. Usually we need your help for the box office bet, but today we did it without you. But don't think that is a every every week occurrence. No, no, no. You're still a valuable part of the box office breakdown community here. But if yes. Carrie, if they're watching even after we stream live, what can they do? Comment down below. And then since we're talking about Halloween, which one of the Halloween franchise movies is your favorite? Ooh, that's like that's, that's a good topic. Uh, but until then, and folks, why? If, Anyway, yeah, we need the wise, folks. Yeah. Otherwise, who cares? Yes, I am. <laughs> but if you want to get in touch with us, uh, even after the show's over, Carrie, where can they find you? Uh, yes, you can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra M-T-Z. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Folks, thanks for joining us for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. We'll see you back here next Sunday with another new episode right here on Popcorn Talk. Go see some movies! I'd like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.